Taste it. Hey, what's on your plate? Is it good? Is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down with the unbougie food When you're cooking at home, want to set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit on down with the unbougie food Good morning, good morning, St. Paul, Twin Cities, surrounding neighborhoods. This is Wesley Wright, your unbougie foodie. I want to thank you so much for tuning in this morning to 104.7 FM WEQY. As you know, this is a show about food. We are here every Saturday at 10 a.m. And we have a special guest uh, in the booth at the station with us. And we'll do that introduction in just a moment. But first and foremost, I want to give you an opportunity uh, to uh, call into the radio station, uh, which is 651-200-3479. Once again, that number is 651-200-3479. Uh, here you'll have an opportunity to make comments, ask questions. Uh, hey, maybe you just want to say, give a shout out and them. Let me talk about some type of food place that you went to. Um, I'm giving you that opportunity to do so. I really enjoy community engagement. Uh, and I always mention that every week. So please feel free to uh, give us a call uh, and have your questions ready or, or comments, if you would, for our guest. Um, please, I want to encourage you to follow me on, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Facebook is the... Uh, Unbougie Foodie, I forgot where I was for a moment. Uh, Instagram is the underscore Unbougie Foodie, and then Twitter is at Unbougie Foodie. Uh, also, I'd like to invite you to uh, visit my website, which is www.theunbougiefoodie.com. Uh, you'll find past shows, uh, episodes that maybe you missed and you want to get caught up on. So make sure you um, visit the website to do that. Um, you'll also see tons of pictures uh, of places that I've been or foods that I've had and eaten <laughs> uh, or cooked. That's kind of rare. I mean, only because I'm busy. Sorry. Not that anyone else isn't, but <laughs> you'll also uh, find community uh, articles that I've written for a community and newspaper as well. So, um, again, please remember that website, which is www.theunbougiefoodie.com. Uh, and yeah, let's get started with today's show. Our show is going to be about the sweeter things in life <laughs> pastries and cakes and. Cup cookies and uh oh, wait a minute. Try that again. Try that again. Oh, we're gonna have a problem with that mic. <laughs> anyway, 
<laughs> let me in. Let me uh, introduce our our special guest. His name is James A. Robinson. Um, he is the creative pastry home. I want to say home chef, <laughs> but pastry um, creative of James Gourmet Cookies and more. That's right. I just want to make sure that I have that correctly. Um, if you haven't seen on the web on on my my page, uh, I kind of gave you an idea of his uh, one of his fortes, uh, which is making cookies. And if my nephew's mic were working, he <laughs> could attest. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know what's wrong. Anyway, nephew, we'll figure something out. Otherwise, you could probably share my mic. I don't mind. Uh, but we definitely have uh, Mr. Robinson um, in. And so first and foremost, please um, tell us more about James Gourmet um, Cookies and more, if you would. And just about you. I sure would. But first of all, I want to say thank you for having me on the show. I really of appreciate course. it. We've been playing phone tag or email tag for over a year now to get on the show. And now that we're finally here, it's a good thing. And I also want to give a shout out to East St. Paul. Heck yeah. Because East St. Paul shows me so much love. So I got to give some love back to to my community because they've been great to me and my new up and coming business, which is James's Gourmet Gourmet Cookies and more. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, You have a very interesting story. And I, I definitely want the community to find out about it because we talked before, you know, in preparation of the show. Um, but um, I really feel that I will. You also feel strongly about it as well. But to have the community know more about you and um, your passion and you've made some changes recently, um, personally career-wise um that you're going to be sharing or that you mentioned that you'll be sharing with us too um but it all lends to i guess following your passion that's right so can you start off with kind of telling us exactly what that or what that whole change was and what you used to do and all sure sure i i finally after uh, so many years of people telling me to just go for it and just do it I really didn't know what that meant before, but I took that leap of faith in myself and to follow the passion that I have for my cooking and baking and and what I love to do and just let that guide my life from from this point forward. And ever since I made that decision, and I mean, in my heart and in my soul, the um, support has been outstanding and the doors have opened up like you wouldn't believe. And it's really been eye opening that it's something that I should have done long ago. But like in many things, you have to be in the right place with your mind and your heart to have things work out for you. So maybe if I had tried this years ago, it would not have worked. But it seems like now is the perfect time for me. Understood. How was that transition going from that previous career uh, not that long ago mm-hmm. to really doing this full time? Well, I was I'm a real estate agent as well with the Dyna Realty and uh and I wasn't a very good one, can I say that, for the last year or so. And I can say that because my heart wasn't in it. Okay. You know, I was hanging on to it because it was a career that I had for over 20 years. And I thought that, you know, that's what I needed to do because I, my only thought was making money and trying to pay bills instead of being happy and doing what I wanted to do. And uh, me hanging on with half a foot in the real estate and 
half a foot into my uh, business, my cooking business, uh, didn't work well for either business. So I had to make the decision to just uh, go forward and, 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 you know, step off the ledge and, and let, let the chips fall where they may. And sometimes isn't that like where you find the most fulfillment in doing something? Um, it, it is scary. Mm-hmm. It's really scary. <laughs> um, and But when you do it, you're like, gosh, why didn't I do this some time ago or even start this some time ago? No, exactly. Because the passion has always been there. And um, it's it's been amazing. I, I, uh, I'm so tired <laughs> because we just finished the Thanksgiving. And uh, the support I got from East St. Paul and from my, my friends, family, and and people I've never met. I, I, I was up until one night I, I was up at five o'clock because I was going to try to pull an all nighter and I just couldn't do it. Oh man. And I slept until like eight o'clock and I got up and I just started all over again Exactly. because I had so many orders that I had to fill and I wasn't going to disappoint anyone by not having what they ordered ready for them. Thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate your dedication. Uh, and my, my my nephew can talk now. <laughs> we got it all squared away. <laughs> but um, he had an opportunity to have one of these cookies and everything. And uh, admittedly, can I tell you what you said? Okay. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Or maybe you can say it. <laughs> no, I, I, I some, I'm not normally a really big fan of peanut butter cookies, but oh, these are amazing. <laughs> these are great. So, so watch out, I might eat the rest of this bag. Yeah, no, well, you no. got to save one for Wesley. I right? know, exactly. <laughs> I'm the host. I need to have one, at least. I was telling you guys earlier that uh, any family event that I go to, if I don't have peanut butter cookies when I walk in the door, we have a problem. Uh, I can understand that. It's now. like, t- uh, yeah, where's the bag? <laughs> where's the merchandise that I, you need to be having it walking through the door? And you yep. know how our people are. As soon as I walk through the door, they start grabbing the Ziploc bags exactly. for what they're going to take home. Oh, yeah, I'm having some of that. <laughs> It's like, mm, right. yeah, that's funny. So, you know, you, what, where exactly, because I'm just going to tell your mm-hmm. business a little bit, and I, I like I promise I'm never going to talk about personal stuff, but this is food, and it's, yeah, we can talk about this. Where, do you have a brick and mortar? Do you have a shop? Uh, and when you give that explanation, that will help segue into why I'm asking. Right. <laughs> yeah. I actually do my baking out of my home. Um my best friend, Jamar, helped me put in a second oven in my basement. Nice. Oh, and cool. so now when I have to do a lot of work and I get to get my exercise by going up and down the stairs, <laughs> <laughs> and I walk up, exercise, exercise, just telling myself that I'm getting exercise. But I do it out of my home, and I'm able to do that legally because I have what's called a cottage food license. Boom. <laughs> and in 2017, I believe it was April, um, Minnesota became one of the states that allowed people to cook and do other things from their home legally and uh, be able to sell up to uh, $20,000 in income. That's crazy. And um, and you can do it legally. You have to follow the rules. You know, you're supposed to uh, label the food that you, uh, that you put out. Mm-hmm. So um, the content is there. And if anybody has any allergies that they'll know what's exactly in the food so they will know not to uh if they can have it or not the interesting thing about that is um yeah folks are probably like yeah they're always leery about folks cooking out of their mm-hmm. home and everything right. i had never so. heard of this license before well, we were prepping for the show honestly you remember I, even mm-hmm. i was surprised when you told me that i was like really 
there's some there's actually a license for that i mean <laughs> I, I mean when you when you're not involved in the business to that extent as as you are yourself you don't know about these little nuances mm-hmm. um that one especially if you want to do something legally you've already done your research you know that these things are out there mm-hmm. so for a, a person that has like myself that has not had a food business um, of course, I probably wouldn't have known about it um, unless I did my research, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I would have been—I would have been known or been very much aware of the Minnesota Cottage Food License or a food law mm-hmm. um, that talks about that. And I personally had to go out, out there as well and learn a little bit. I mean, this also involves folks out there if you're like doing canning out your home mm-hmm. and so forth. It. It's that's all included too, so you can't just simply say, "Oh yeah, I got some canning," and you know, would you like you know for five dollars or whatever? It's like, eh, 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 eh. Oh, careful. <laughs> well, I can, careful. I can tell you a little bit more. I'm not an expert about it, but mm-hmm. I do know up to five thousand dollars. It's free. Mm-hmm. You can take a small class online, and uh, once you take the little session and uh, send in send in the information it's free up to 5000 and from 5000 to 20000 it's uh $50 a year okay so every january i send them my $50 to renew my my certificate and they send me you know a week later i get it in the mail and i'm good for the entire year for $50 that's so cool mm-hmm. so cool what has been uh if you've not uh actually well, you, you don't know, so I, it's probably best that I ask you early on because I don't want to miss out on, uh, on the opportunity for you to talk about if you have a website or your social media. Can you mention about your social media so that folks will know where to actually see some of these wonderful looking and tasting from what I'm seeing comments mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, cakes and pastries and cookies and I'm sorry, the toilet paper and the um, the, the poop uh, <laughs> cupcakes. I love it. It was hilarious. Please, your oh, yeah. social media. <laughs> well, I do have a website awesome. and, uh, and uh, a Facebook page and an Instagram page, and they're all under James's Gourmet Cookies and more. I had to add the and more because... Uh, I literally can cook anything. Hey. But uh, people are just attracted to, got more attracted to the pastries and the cookies and things like that. But I've actually catered weddings and, and banquets, events, uh, open houses, anything. All right. You know, my, I, my little claim to fame to myself is that I can cook anything. And I have to throw an almost in there because somebody will try to trip me up one of these days. But as far I've I've been able to make whatever I've set my mind on making. So. Oh. Awesome. Mm-hmm. How long have you? We're going to go backstory mm-hmm. and everything, and we talked about this already um, again in preparation. But how long had you started your cooking? I'll say journey. Um, <laughs> when did it begin? <laughs> it actually began. I was uh, 15 years old, and I was a dishwasher at a uh, convalescence home called Souls Harbor. Okay, and it was on Washington and Hennepin. For you young folks out there, um, and. Um, I started out as a dishwasher, and I like to do more. I worked my way up to be um, a busboy, then a waiter. And then on one Sunday, uh, the cook didn't show up. And I don't know why, but they asked me to make the (laughs) Sunday meal for the congregation. And so I did it. I made the meal that Sunday, and everything went great. And I did it for the next three months. Wow! So every Sunday, it was 250 people. And and it was pretty—I thought it was easy because it was just basically— 
unwrap it, put it in the oven, you know, flake mashed potatoes, things like that. Okay. So I didn't find it too hard, but I was able to do it, and that kind of started the passion of doing that. But after the two months or three months, uh, they hired a cook, and they brought a man, and I showed them everything to do, and they oh. fired me. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But that started oh. it. So. Oh, man. Okay. So how did that then progress um, over the years, and what, what did you do? I know you mentioned mm-hmm. uh, the and more because they're, I know you the brief time that or as acquaintances that we know we one another uh, for cookies and cakes mm-hmm. and all the wonderful pastries that you you produce and you create um what other things that and more are we talking because maybe i should ask what is one of the favorite things of the and more that you enjoy making well i like to say i'm a black italian or more all right <laughs> because uh i love italian food okay even though i cook everything but i mean i i probably make pizza for myself homemade once a week all right cool. so i make my own dough i make my own sauce and and i just think of anything i've made every different kind of pizza that you can imagine nice i'm i'm a little obsessive about things and i will do it until i perfect it and okay. then after I perfect something, then I can move on. And up until that point, I can't move on. <laughs> <laughs> it, it works out that way, I know. <laughs> because you've uh, labeled yourself a black Italian, I have to ask you a rather controversial question. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Chicago deep dish? Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, as opposed to what? <laughs> Anything in, else. In general. <laughs> because I love all pizza. Okay. I, I don't play. I, don't, I like New York flat. I like Chicago deep dish. I like Detroit. I mean, I've made I've made them all. I've made them all. The deep dish, I since I, I live alone, and if I make myself a big deep dish pizza, you know, I can have one piece before, I, <laughs> and then I have all this pizza left over. So, but I I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. okay. Well, why why was that question? Huh? Why was that question? Just making a. a Getting a, a baseline for, for where you stand. Gauging. <laughs> He's hilarious. That's my nephew, folks. If you don't know already, my nephew is now a permanent fixture here on the show. So we're still trying to decide kind of like um, a, a name for him and everything like that. You know, we we have. Maybe you can help James help, help us help us uh, pick something out. Maybe you could be the bougie foodie. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you this. I will tell you this much. He is kind of like the yin to the yang when it comes my yang when it comes to bread because this one will not touch the back of the bread. I don't eat the back of the bread. I'm like, really? That's not how you were raised. What do you mean, the yes, end piece? Yes. No, you know how we are. We, we, the end piece will meet the other end piece, and then you throw the bag away. Uh, what? Thank you. Unless you're making grilled cheese and you ain't got nothing else. There you go. Black folks are telling me. He will have, dang. I'm sorry. You I throw the bag away. I feel the vindicated. I still, decisions. listen, I feel like there should still at least be another sandwich that be made out of those two. I see him Excuse making me? struggle sandwiches with the bread ends. All bad. Well, see, you know what I do. Here's the thing. I've been I've been at home on a Sunday and not wanting to go to the store, and I'll bake a loaf of bread and make my own bread. Mm, true. That sounds awesome. Then true. you can eat whatever part you want. Mm, true. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. Tell him that. So, yeah, he could but probably be the big bougie part. I don't think I'm, I'm particularly bougie. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Mm. If you are, embrace it. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not on certain things either, but, you know, exactly I'm just, right. hey, I'm just saying that, you know. So, okay, then that leads to a very interesting question then. 
uh, as a person that's involved in food and especially pastries and mm-hmm. and, and more, so mm-hmm. I won't just limit. Um, do you find that individuals that use the terminology or label of foodie, do you find them to be like condescending at times or at a level of really, you know, there are other people that have an opinion about a really good opinion about food and it's not just your opinion that matters. I, I think there's levels to being a foodie. Okay. Some people call themselves foodie and they're not. Okay. I think to be a foodie, it's, I mean, I can talk about food all day long. In fact, I can bore you to death or no, you can. because we will just, not I this mean, one. because I, I can talk about it all day. And some people after a while, you know, it's like people who eat to eat and people who eat to enjoy. Okay. You know, if you eat just to get it in your system, and right. you, then you can't be a foodie. Right. You know, it, it doesn't work like that. But if you, I dream food. I, 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 I literally dream of something that I want to make and I'll get up and obsessive, I will make it. Because I dreamed about it, and that's how some of my things come up, some of the creations that I come up with. Hmm. Wow. Gastrophile over here, and yeah, I'm. I can't say that I'm at a level of just getting up and being able to do that. (laughs) Uh, But I will have my own creations and. You could attest to this. I'll go into the what? What was I making just the other day? And you were like, "You're just throwing stuff together like Papa right I now." Even, I don't even remember because they'll like but come you in ate from it. work, and of course, because I'm I'm as he would describe, I'm one of the people that just eat to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I enjoy the food, but I'll I'll eat just about anything. <laughs> but I was no, that, no, it was great. Yeah, he 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 gets in these modes where he mm-hmm. just goes in there, and it's like. Anything that's not nailed down, mm-hmm. it's going in there and eat. Well, I and mean, I just don't want it to waste. Yeah, it's that, but like you can really see like the flair for the creative. It's mm-hmm. Like I bet these flavors will work really good, and he just you know comes up with stuff, and it's it's always super good. But but it, you have to have a good palate to kind of know what goes together because not everything you can put together is going to work. No, yeah. definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, admittedly, what I tried. Uh, remember that. Mung pepper sauce. I mean, I liked it. I'm. It, I still like it. I do like it. I think I just need to kind of like back off the fish sauce a little bit of that because he said he put too much. I uh, thought it tasted fine. Well, uh, but immediately you said you eat anything. So that's fair. Well, you, right. can't, you, can, you can take my opinion with a right? with a large See, pinch of salt. You know, I'm like, wow. <laughs> I, for myself, I was just like, oh gosh, this is just it's overkill and. Uh, yeah, and I don't like to serve. Okay, because he's the guinea pig anyway, and 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 because he's like I bet you know, this staying is nasty with me. Here, try. <laughs> no, I'm just like okay. I t- I've already tasted it. Why don't you try it? Because I need to get someone else's opinion before I'm actually gonna like give it to the masses yeah. or give it to somebody like at work or whatever. I mean, I tasted myself and I'm like, okay, I I I, I like it. Okay, I I kind of like it. Maybe not. I don't know. Let me ask somebody else's opinion, and then you know, and then if they say okay yeah this is good and i'm like nope i need to change something <laughs> i need to change it so yeah that's how that goes um i mean i asked that question and we i haven't talked about it in a, in a, quite a while but um when it comes down to the word foodie um you know initially when i was putting the show together you know uh, some relatives were like that just sounds bougie. You know that, right? <laughs> Nobody's going to want to listen to you because that's no. And I'm like, but that's not how I am. I mean, 
you know, I'm not always talking about the most expensive restaurant because I don't have that budget. I'm talking about food trucks and, you know, going to a farmer's market and finding something that's just different and out the box that you're probably thinking, okay, why did you have that? Uh, Because it's good. You know, just because you may not think that it sounded good from the description or something like that. You know, that doesn't mean that it's not going to be delicious. I mean, what tacos, for for instance, I, I don't know if you enjoy tacos. And, mm, of course. Um, I, I love having it's cachete. A, cachete, a taco, a cachete taco is a beef cheek, basically, and or lengua. And I know some friends that they're like, you know, because they just they can't bring themselves to try something different mm-hmm. where we I mean, my parents are from Central America. I used to live over in uh, in Tijuana for a while, for about two and a half years. So the the different types of tacos or meats and so forth didn't scare me. Mm-hmm. So to come to someplace like the Midwest and I'm trying to you know find those same type of foods or, or type of um, taste, and friends are like, "What is that?" and giving you the type of ugly faces and everything. I'm like, "That's." I don't mean I don't mind being that type of foodie, mm-hmm. you know, of trying these new things and just being really interested in it and wanting to taste it and see where that journey goes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's well, just I'm me. not that kind of foodie. I'm picky. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> oh man, I have a rule: if I don't like it, I'm not eating it. Oh, <laughs> if no. I don't like how it looks, and if really? I don't, I, I'm. I get in trouble as a kid, you know, because I wouldn't eat vegetables and things like that. And they're oh, like, boy. my parents are like, well, you're not getting up from this table. I'm like, well, I guess you better bring my pillow because this is where we're going to be because I'm not eating that. <laughs> oh, man, that's so crazy. Um, what is one a dish or something that you remember from your childhood that you either you recreate um, frequently or... Or you wish that you probably would like to do it a whole lot more? Mm, maybe spaghetti. My mom's spaghetti. Okay. And um, she loved her spices. So it would be it would be delicious, but your mouth would, your lips would tingle mm-hmm. because it was so spicy, but you keep eating it because it was so good. And um, my mom also did barbecue. She had her own. She used okay. to have a, a barbecue restaurant in Brooklyn Park for a couple of years and she had her own barbecue sauce, and it was great. But I'm not a big barbecue lover. So. Oh no, really? Oh, no, oh, wow. no, no, no. But uh, what do you think? You become maybe burnt out from it, or you a just little bit? The, okay. A little bit. I just I like I, I I like my meat like it is. Okay. And if I have a steak, don't put anything on it. I just want the steak. You know. Okay. And if I have seasoning, though, of course. Oh, seasoning, of course, okay. of course. I mean, as far as sauces, <laughs> as far as sauces go. Right. Exactly. You know, don't sauce up my. You know, no me, If I want some on it, I'll put some on right. it. But you want it to stand. I just want to taste the flavor of what it is. Exactly. And the barbecue to me would just cover up. You know, you see people burn stuff on the grill. I'll just put some barbecue sauce. Right there. <laughs> see, yeah, I know that, that's. Well, that's good though because your mom, you know, did all the barbecue. You're hip to all the tricks. You're like, you're not, oh, yeah. you're not gonna fool me with that. Well, I mean, I think that's with anything. I when you have to rely on sauces and so forth to flavor your mm-hmm. food, or I mean, I, I'm sorry, I don't think that that's 
the great way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to use tacos as an example because there are certain meats that fine folks might say, okay, they look kind of, ew, that looks kind of gray or, or it doesn't really look, ha- it doesn't have like a meat color, <laughs> like it's whatever. And then all of a sudden you, you see someone pour salsa over right. it or pico de gallo or sour cream or, or some other type of um, topping over it mm-hmm. um, you know. to mask it or whatever because the meat hasn't been seasoned properly oh. or seasoned at all. And they just, oh, I, 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 if it was in a broth and the broth was seasoned or whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. I mean, season your meat no matter what it is. Oh, absolutely. And then, you know, use those other creams or, or something as a, a added accoutrement, uh, you know, to that dish or, or whatnot. I but think, don't try to cover it. I think I find in the Midwest here, um, people are afraid of their seasoning. Yes. And you can't be afraid of your seasoning. You know, I used to, when I was married, I would cook and they would say, that's too much, that's too much. And, and then when they eat it, they'd love it, and it'd be good because you could actually taste the seasoning. And it makes a difference as it's opposed true. to just having a, you know, I see people just chicken breast on the grill. That's oh, no. It. And it's like, you know, they couldn't be any more boring. And no, I don't want to eat that. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course not. And then I can understand you putting some sauce on it. No. <laughs> but, uh, but, that, but again, that's where, of course, you. it's kind of like a clue right then. It's like, okay, I know what's going to happen right this, you yeah. know. It's not going to really have any type of flavoring, and all the any flavoring that it's going to have is going to be on the outer portion of the chicken. So, well, yeah, that's never going to be good. The clue good. is always bring something to an event that you like, so you know that you'll have something to eat. Mm. <laughs> At least that's my little trick. Oh gosh, I, <laughs> I, maybe that's something I've got to learn. In oh, absolutely. My life hey, look or whatever. Well, come on, you, sir. If we may go back to you uh-huh. and your fabulousness with your pastries and everything. Yeah, you have a lot that you can bring, and everybody's going to love you (laughs) to the level of food. I mean, the entree? No, we need the desserts first because we have things sitting over there, and we want to taste. I am always welcome, you know, but uh, people always say I'm trying to get them fat, you know. I can't mess with you. You're trying to get me fat. (laughs) But but you're still eating my stuff, (laughs) and you're still calling me and be like, hey, can I get some cookies? I need yeah, one of those I'm cheesecakes. A, I'm an admitted sugar pusher. You know, I, I'm the opposite <laughs> of what everyone's going for that these days about being healthy eating. Oh, and boy. I'm, I mean, right. all that sounds good. Going and, against the grain. But, uh, yeah, and I have, I've made gluten-free and sugar-free stuff for people recently, okay. and that's fine if that's, you know, if they want it and I can make it, I'll do that. But I'm all about, you know, decadence, you know. I'm about the next level. So right. if I see something and I want to make it, that's fine, but my thoughts are, what can I, what else can I do? How can I push it up a level? And that's what you see with some of my creations, which are just, some of them are wacky and wild and just, how did he think of that? But it's just, you got you to gotta, you gotta take stuff up. Thinking of the poop uh, cupcakes. Well, someone ordered that. They sent me the picture. And they wanted and that. And that's what they wanted for someone's 50th birthday. <laughs> so I actually go, I went to Amazon and ordered a, a, a little cake topper that says you know you're older it's, i can't say i don't want to cuss on your radio please but, don't but you're but you're old basically <laughs> right to go along with the uh with the toilet paper roll Understood. And, uh, oh my goodness and i do have an interesting story about that because uh please i'm, I'm not a fan a fan of fondant do okay you know what that is yes okay and uh, because i think it's like clay i think it's like playing with your food and yeah. no i don't want to i never had any desire to to eat it so i didn't want to make it 
but I've kind of gone away from that and I started making it. I found out how to make it. Okay. And I made it and I used it to make that that uh, that toilet paper cake and I covered it in the fondant and and I learned how to do everything that needed to be done. YouTube is phenomenal. I was just going to ask you, okay. YouTube is phenomenal. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I say I can make anything. So people will call me and they say, "James, can you and before they say, "Can you make it?" I'm yeah. already saying yes, whether <laughs> I made it or not because there's so many sources of information out there that we can use mm-hmm. that, um, yes, you can make anything. In fact, uh, last year, I was asked to do desserts for a Greek wedding. Okay. And they asked me to make baklava. Okay. And I've never made baklava before. I, I've never even ate I've never eaten it before, really. And so I went and I researched and I found the recipe because I'll look at all the recipes and I'll see the one that I like and I'll see how I want to incorporate there the recipes that I found. And I made baklava, and it was really, really good. In fact, the groom, who was Greek after the uh, wedding, came up and he said, uh, if I didn't know you could have made our desserts like that, I would have had you make this other dessert, because he had another dish from his home country that he had someone from his country make, and it was he didn't like it. Oh, my, okay. But he <laughs> loved the baklava. He said, I would have had you make all of it if I had known. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That but means. I learned how to make it off of off of just research. That's saying a whole lot about you know, one also your skills and being able yeah. because folks could go on YouTube yeah. and find out I how to do something. Recipe, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's not going to be good. Is <laughs> how it's going to turn out? That's right? the thing. You know, know. this is the scary part and everything. Well, so. I, you have to be confident to tell people that you can make it and and sell it to them. Right. You know, and 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 be confident that they're going to enjoy it and be and that it's going to be good. Understood. Which makes it easy to jump off the ledge because, like anything else, in my heart and soul, I'm very confident about this. <laughs> oh man, you see, I, I I pause only because you know I, I know my what my limitations would actually be and so forth, and I try to stick in a lane until <laughs> I go, you know I will literally venture out um, outside of that, and yeah, so I, I get it, I get it. Do you work with chocolate at all? Oh, absolutely. I, yes, chocoholic. Okay. Through just, and through. Just saying. Yeah, I, I, yeah just uh, keep looking on my page. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate cheesecake, triple chocolate cheesecake. Mm-hmm. I just made a, a lady ordered a, a, a three layer chocolate cake that I made. Uh, was that the drizzle one with uh, was it pecans or something? Or no, that's or? we caught, we we named that the turtle monster cake. Oh, okay. The thing is literally <laughs> this tall. Oh gosh. And it is yeah. unbelievable. Oh, man. And I make one here. If you love chocolate, so I told you I can talk food all day. Hey. I make a, a, a 8 to 10 layer chocolate cake. All right. And a couple of years ago, I started making my own ice cream. Ooh. So I learned how to make a, um, a custard because the best ice cream is made when you make a custard first. Mm-hmm. And so doing my research on doing these cakes, and I saw that this gentleman from the Cordon Bleu was selling these cakes for 120 bucks, And um, they were using... Um, uh, custard in between the layers, the thin layers of chocolate. I'm like, hey, I make ice cream, I make custard, let me use that. <laughs> so I used this custard that I made in between the layers, and it literally seeped through the thin layers of cake. And when you take a bite of this cake, it literally will melt in your mouth. Wow. It is unbelievable. Sounds, so, sounds, sounds like insane. it's like tres leches almost. To us. But, but not really, I understand. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. no, that but, sounds interesting. And and I so from that idea I spark other ideas because I can make strawberry and vanilla custard as well so I can do a ten layer 
vanilla cake with the custard or strawberry cake with the custard. I haven't done them yet, but they're all they're here and ready to be done as soon uh, exactly. as I have the opportunity to do them. All right. You know. Um, this is going to be a very weird question. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming that you have a KitchenAid, but mm-hmm. do you have a larger mixer or something? Because you mentioned in your basement you have mm-hmm. um, another stove. Another stove. What what is that? I mean, I actually have three mixers. Okay, and um, I will be getting um, a giant thirty quart mixer. That's the one. I, I thought soon. maybe you had one of those. I wish I did. I worked at a camp this past summer, a boys' camp for two months. Took a someone asked me to do it to make desserts and cook for this boys' camp. Okay, and they had one of those big mixers there and I fell in love with it because you know I was cooking for 120 people a day for desserts and I could do you know and I had to do the math and had to figure out my recipes times five or times six right and I could do it all in that mixer and they had this big convection oven and I could do 120 130 cookies at one time and it was fabulous <laughs> that's what I was wondering I was like I wonder if he has that size mixer no, in there it's like, I don't anyway. I, I have some orders that are that big I have a, a 30 dozen cookie order for December oh wow that comes every year and and you know I use my two mixers three mixers to do that I do have a, a crazy fun Bosch mixer that has two blades and it's like it's like high tech. Wow. So I saw this. This is actually, I just started making cheesecake a couple years ago. Okay. And like I said, I won't quit till I perfect it. And I saw this lady on YouTube making this cheesecake in this mixer. And I saw this mixer and I lost it. And, I mean, <laughs> well, and it was a Bosch though, right? It was a Bosch. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I'm like, what the heck? And I even emailed that lady and she was kind enough. And she got Ashley Marie. She got back to me and she was really kind and told me all about it. And it was Five hundred and twenty thirty dollars for this mixer. Oh, the money I really didn't have, but I figured it out. <laughs> hey, sometimes you do, and exactly. I got it, and uh, it's it's phenomenal, and I and it makes a difference. Bosch is I've learned. Um, I want to say, I don't know. I'm 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 really reaching and I'm stretching, but that's only because someone at work said it too. I picked up some. They were giving them away, actually, at work, some Bosch uh, measuring cups. Mm-hmm. And the, a chef was like, ooh, dude, you really stepping up your game. And I was like, okay, what? <laughs> what? It's just measuring cups. And somebody else was like, the no, Bosch stuff <laughs> is like the Bentley of yeah. cooking and, and, and things like that. So, yeah, those aren't going to go. Nothing, you're not going to have any problems with this stuff. At all, so I'm like, okay, well, dang, I, I know I will never be able to afford anything kind of Bosch, not really, but hey, I could, I could dream, I could look at it and be like, yeah, you I have your should. measuring cups, yeah, exactly, I'll have, yeah, yeah, the measuring cups. Well, your equipment exactly. does matter; it does matter. No, it really exactly, does the right tool for the right job that really does matter. I have a, an assistant who comes over and help me. Her name is Laura, and she just. Uh, Got her first mixer. And okay. I was like, you can't wait till you get your mixer. You can be at home and just doing what you want to do and make your own creations because doing it by hand is, uh, you can do it. I started out doing it by hand. Okay. In fact, I had a job. I have so many jobs. I worked at the U of M and the U of M bookstore. I used to 
bring cookies even back then in 1990s. <laughs> and they asked me to make them 30 dozen cookies. And this was in 95 or something like that. And I didn't have a mixer or anything like that. Didn't know anything about it. I did them all by hand. Wow. And it took forever. <laughs> <laughs> Strong hands after that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, then I did it with the mixer, and it's like, oh, my God. We're, night and day. You know, night and day. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I want to give, uh, once again, um, our listeners an opportunity to call in with any type of questions or comments that they have. So, please, once again, uh, I want to thank you, first off, for just sitting down with us. Uh, if you're having that cup of coffee, you know, maybe an egg McMuffin <laughs> or something, you know, normally I would have cereal or whatnot, but anyway, whatever you're having, uh, you're sitting down with us, you're listening, we're talking about food, you know, this is the Unbougie Foodie Show, I'm here with guest James A. Robinson, I'm James Gourmet Cookies and more, uh, uh, what? but I want to give you that opportunity to call in, so again, 651 651- Two zero zero three four seven nine. Remember, this is a, a it's a live show. So we recently just got back on the air. If you have questions, uh, or again, you just kind of want to give a shout out to Mr. James, um, please feel free to do that because you know we're we're here in the community and want to give you an opportunity to engage as well. Uh, so once again, that telephone number is six five one two zero zero three four seven nine. Uh, 651-200-3479. Um, what do you see in the near future for you? Um, how do you see your business growing? Or do you feel that you are, for right now, you're going to concentrate on having it within your home and doing it uh, small, manageable, manageably, um, or maybe go to another level of uh, maybe a brick and mortar uh, in a separate area and uh, please forgive me if i'm no. asking something that's like outside the box or whatever but no just... not at all this is uh, this is just a starting point i you know i'm a big dreamer and i was already asked by a past real estate client to uh to join if i was interested in partnering up in a bakery mm-hmm. coffee shop Ooh, nice. and so uh, um, leslie is out there looking for a locations right now she's in south minneapolis and that's where she wants the business to be okay but honestly i'd like to i'd like to have a brick and mortar one day if it's feasible and i'd like to franchise nice you know i'm and i hope this doesn't sound bad but i i think that i have a gift for what i do and i think i have a duty to share and i like to share it as much as possible around the country around the world if possible i can you know so i want to go as far as it'll take me you know and that's awesome um, I, I know we talked. I mentioned earlier um, in the show we talked about passion. Um, what do you? And maybe if we mm-hmm. mentioned it uh, earlier on, making that change from the career. But passion. What does it? What does it mean for you when it? I mean to really leave and make that decision to say, okay, this job that I've been doing for so long. I'm not going to do that anymore because I need to do this. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think we all have a creative side. Mm-hmm. And I used to, when I was a kid, I used to sketch. I okay. used to sketch uh, portraits of my family and I would photographs and things like that. And that took up all my time until I discovered cooking and food. And it, it just, it, it lets me get that creative side out of my system. Like I said, if I, I have a problem, if I think of something or if I want to make something and I don't do it, it will literally 
bug me until I do it. Okay. And so it helps me be creative. It's like the cakes that I think of and that I come up with and the designs. And um, it's just, it, it's art to me, but it has to taste good as well as look good. And it just helps me be creative. It helps me get the, get that out of my system and be able to share that. So, what were you gonna say? You, you have... I had a question that mm-hmm. wasn't really related, so I was I was wondering when I could slide it in. But I know slide because, it in. <laughs> because chicken wing. Ah. <laughs> because I know as, as someone who does like um, a lot of orders and stuff, I'm sure there's orders you get a ton. So what's an order that's like people seem to like it? Like you keep getting it, oh. but you're not a really big fan of making. Oh goodness. Uh, Good question. You know, um, I don't, I don't mind making almost anything. It's, um, it's always the next new thing because people will. It's like my monster turtle cake that mm-hmm. we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. When I put that on my Facebook and Instagram page, and people like, saw hey, it now, I, I must have made over a, a dozen now, so, oh, wow. and, and mm-hmm. in about a month and a half because oh, people wow. keep ordering them because they see it. <laughs> and um, so I don't mind remaking stuff, and. You know, there's not anything that I've made that I really don't like, so I don't really have a good answer for making stuff that I don't like. Okay. You know, and I'm making sweets, so. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't like sweets? And here, I, I didn't, I, I um, recently, like I said, just started making cheesecake because I didn't like, I didn't think I would like cheesecake, so I didn't eat it or never. And then all of a sudden, once I started making it and actually tasting it and knowing what was in it and knowing everything about it, you know, of course, now I love it. I, I was gonna say, who are you, man? And then that, what? But see, but see, I love it. But then I have to think of how many different kinds of cheesecakes can are I there? make? Of course. So, I mean, um, key lime mm. is, a, is a great one, and um, I told you about sweet potato cheesecake and pumpkin cheesecake and just chocolate. And so any, you know, any anything that comes up, you know, any variation of it, I want to try to do. Nice, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, well, I'm. I'm gonna leave that last portion out, <laughs> out because I now you have me thinking. Um, there needs to be something, some type of cheesecake that I would like to order or need to order or whatever. But that's. Well, you just let me know, and I got you. I hook you up. Yeesh. Yeah, we gonna need that. We <laughs> <laughs> take cheesecake very seriously around here. But I mean, okay, honestly, he could tell you. I think that the sweetest thing in my apartment right now is. Frosted flakes. Oh I, I, well, but that's just because I know I know myself. Oh. When it comes down to sweets or something, I can possibly go overboard. Possibly, possibly, just possibly. Um, so I don't want to keep it around. And if I do have it around, I'm just gonna say it's just gonna be this one no. slice, one piece, whatever. It's not. It can't be this whole big cheese thing or yeah, whatever. No, otherwise, because I, I like if he if he goes out and like gets a bunch of sweets he knows he's gonna eat them by himself because i don't really have a big sweet tooth so okay. i probably won't help a ton well i can resist yeah, in no. fact i don't i don't eat a lot of what i make i mean I, I try not to make the things that i love best because i will over i will overdo it <laughs> right but uh, for the most part i can make it and resist no problem you know there are some moments where <laughs> it's like, dang, I, I just ate probably a quarter of that, and that really was for people in the office. But whatever, dang, and now I got to make some more. It's like, fine, fine, I'll do it, I'll do it. Anyway, yeah. So we, you know, it's it's so interesting to hear all uh, about what you've done. Um, when it comes down to 
are, are there any is there a dessert that you see i'm probably asking this question you've already said that you mm-hmm. could make anything is there something that you want to learn how to do that you haven't done yet um not really okay. not really because um so when when someone will order something then i'll just make it so there's there's and my only problem is is that I'll make things like that because I want to learn how to make it. And then, okay, now I have this. Now what do I do with it? Right. So I have to wait for someone to order it. Otherwise, because it's, it's bad in my house. You couldn't come to my house, Wesley, because there's cakes, there's cookies, there's pies. There's, they're, they're all over the place. They're sitting on the tables. They're sitting everywhere. So, you know. Yeah. I'm so, like... no. I, and I, there's not anything that I haven't made that I want to make, but. I'm like, I, yeah, you <laughs> might have to pay, pay your shop a visit. <laughs> I Sorry, I don't know. Just yeah. Well, there was a saying oh. in real estate: uh, "What's the best deal?" And the answer is the next deal. Oh man! So I feel that way about my cooking and baking. My favorite thing to make is the next thing that I'm gonna make. All right, that's very cool. Yeah. It's- Coming down. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that's what. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. We're, we're, hitting, we're hearing sleet on the window. I know. I was just like, wait, is somebody coming into the building and they're tapping on the that's window or whatever? I was like, I'm coming. It sounded like feedback. I was looking around like, what's happening? Anyway, live show people. This is what happens on live shows. Exactly. Uh, I want to remind you all uh, about following us on social media. Uh, myself as the Unbougie Foodie. It's the Unbougie Foodie uh, on Facebook. Uh, Instagram is the underscore. Wow. It's crazy. Hopefully, it's going to be really weird hearing back, hearing this back <laughs> because you hear this pattering in the back and it's like, okay, whatever. But the Instagram, my Instagram is the underscore unbougie foodie. Uh, um, uh, at Twitter is, and you know, I've always said that I'm not a person that rants and I, I probably do need to post a bit more. But when I do, it's, it's something that I feel strongly about when it comes down to food or whatnot. But Twitter is at unbougie foodie. Um, then of course there is my website, which I really, I really do enjoy. Um, and boy, I kind of tell and talk about more about the podcast and things like that. But a webcast, the web uh, web page is www.theunbougiefoodie.com. Um, check out the pay, the pictures that I'll post. I'll post more. I try. I promise you. When you're a one man show, that's a, actually a very good question. I've got to ask. When you're a one man show, it's it's kind of you got to do that prioritization and know when to do things and stop and not do something and then switch over to what else that you need to do and everything i'm I'm still learning that even though i've been doing this for a little bit of time oh man we have a phone call hold on caller hi caller thanks for your phone call uh what's your name and where are you calling from Hi, Angela. How are you today? Hi. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Do you have a question or a comment? I do have a question for James. I just listened to your, I can't I hear listened to your live show. Okay. Is that any better, James? Uh, yes. I was just wondering um, when he felt... Like, what did he do to really kind of get his name out there when he first started? And when did he feel in his business that it finally went to the next level? Great question. Okay, I heard the first part. What did I do to get my name out there? 
Uh, yeah. Facebook is a marvelous, marvelous tool. And I've been, uh, I uh, started my James's Gourmet Cookie Facebook page a few years ago, and I started posting to that, and I also post to my personal page, so I get it all over. And, uh, and the response has been tremendous. So that's what really uh, helped me take off a little bit. And get and get the business like uh, this past Thanksgiving it was so busy I had, I couldn't post anymore because every time I post people would order and I couldn't take any more orders I was killing myself. <laughs> what was the second yeah, part of your a, question? That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, because I did start a cookie business and I'm just kind of wondering when. Um, and so I do know of you. A friends of mine, friends of mine have ordered from you also. So did they like what they kinda, got? Did they what? Did they like what they got? Of course, of course. Um, yeah, that's why I was I started liking your page and so forth. So we do have a page on Facebook and Instagram and whatnot. Um, and so then I it just kind of took off. And I think the, the, the biggest thing that I do that, that really works is I post a lot. And sometimes I apologize for posting too much, and I don't post nearly as much as I could because half the things I make don't make it to Facebook. But I post a, a lot, and people start following your post, and you start getting more of a following. And then once people start ordering, they start telling their friends about it. And, um, and another thing I start doing is uh, uh, becoming friends with a lot of people who like my page or who would make comments on my page, I would go and I would look at their page and kind of talk to them a little bit and I would friend request them. And it's kind of like, um, it'll just take on a life of its own because it just keeps growing. It's like, it's like me talking to you right now. You heard of me through friends who ordered from me and then you, you'll tell people and it'll just keep going. Okay. So it's the social media part. Yeah. Would you say you don't have Facebook? No, I do. I have my business on Facebook. Um, I just want to make sure there wasn't like an avenue that maybe I missed because you've been a few years in the business longer than we have. So I was like, well, he's been around. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> so, but we do have a Facebook page. So hopefully that will be our starting ground. Then. I would just so tell like, you to just post a lot and let people know what you're doing, you know, and don't be afraid. I'm, I'm not a video person, but I know, I know I need to start making more videos. I mean, I put one cake on it. I put it on a turntable and spun it around. And <laughs> that's, a, that's the thing that people love the best. Your your sure. your phone, Angela, is also a great. I mean, smartphones nowadays mm-hmm. can do so many different things. Honestly, just by you know, as James mentioned, putting it on maybe a, a, a what do they call it, a lazy Susan, and then you know, turning it slowly or whatever, mm-hmm. videotaping it at the same time. Using your phone is great. I was going to mention Instagram because that's also good. Yep. I mean. And start using hashtags. I, I know you were really addressing your question to Mr. James, but um, I think uh, definitely finding out um, specifically if you're like locally in the area, uh, Minneapolis or your you know whatever neighborhood that you're located in, it, it may be that you have to create a, a very unique hashtag for yourself and and start using that often, like constantly, mm-hmm. so that people are like, 
who is this person or I want to find out what they're doing and then associate that with the pictures that you're taking for your cookies um, working along again with having Facebook as your social media social media um, having that hashtag really does work uh, as well because it, it helps you also st- to start networking with other people they'll start to follow and find your page based upon you know a specific or unique hashtag that you're using so that might help too okay. yeah Say hi to me yeah, on Facebook, I'll, I'll Angela, so I'll know who you are, and then we can talk further. I sure will. Thanks for taking time today. All right, so thank you. awesome. Thanks for your phone call. For sure. Take care. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Sweet. Oh, my goodness. Yay. <laughs> I love getting phone calls. I, I tell you, it's, it's, it's fun for me. <laughs> it makes me giddy. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm excited because, uh, again, the show is really about, um, you know, engaging with the community. I want people to feel like, you know, they have a place where they can ask questions. Um, I'm not I am not in no way at the level of uh, Lynn Rosetta Casper or Francis Lamb, where you could call in and say, hey, you know, I have fermented uh, lemon in my, you know, canned in in my refrigerator. What do I do with it? Oh, sure, you could go ahead and puree that. Nope, sorry, I'm not that person yet. <laughs> I'm getting there uh, to you know suggestions and so forth, you know. But uh, yeah, uh, but that's why I have special guests like Mr. James A. Robinson that can help with uh, creativity, you know, on his part when it comes down to all things pastries and cookies and sweets and many other things (laughs) so yeah that's why he is a guest and uh yeah we really do appreciate having you and having you on the show thank you very much this has been really really fun um yeah it's been good i'm i'm gonna can't wait to have one of these peanut butter cookies y'all are gonna be jealous because Uh yeah i have somebody that i'm gonna really harm in a minute because he just removed peanut butter cookies from my space uh anyway um that silence means that we are coming to the end of the show um again uh mr james do you have like a few like 20 seconds to add anything or yep i just encourage people to go to my facebook and instagram and, and look at some of my creations james's gourmet cookies and more and uh I'm really good at partnering with people and, and, and seeing their vision as well and creating something special for their families and uh, becoming a member of the family. Sweet. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And as always, please never let anyone tell you what type of food you to be because really it's a, all about food, but it connects us by experiences and also, as always, by stories. Until next time, peace. Sit down with the unbougie food day.